It's a special Sunday. We um, Usually our kids are out uh, for a lot of the service, for the sermon, and for most of worship. Um, but every fifth Sunday, uh, we keep them in the service so that they can experience all of church. We think that's pretty important. Like we want them before they hit 18 to have experienced all of it, right? All of church. So what happens when they go upstairs, they, um, they have a lesson at their level and they worship. So it's really good. It's really good what happens. But occasionally we like the idea of them being here for communion. And so today is that day. It's a little bit of an unusual service. So if you are um, fifth grade or below in the house, I'm going to invite you to come on up here for the sermon. Come on up. You can sit right here on the floor. I know some of our kids are gone because it's spring break and families are gone, but come on up. You can come sit right here on the floor with me. Come on up. This church produces a lot of boys. Have you noticed that? Something in the water? I don't know. Any other kids want to come up? You can stay with your parents if you want, but you can come up if you like. All right, you guys are going to be up here with me, yeah? Okay, okay, so we're talking today from Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. I get to be in the storyteller chair. (laughs) Matthew chapter 7. So how many of you feel like you're a really good reader? Wyatt, why don't you come on up? Matthew chapter 7. Verses 24 through 25. You want to read it? It's all the way down to that. Good? Ooh, wait, I'll give you my mic. Anyone who listens to my my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on, on solid rock through the rain comes in... in, in Torrents. That's a Torrents. weird word. Torrents. Torrents and and the flood waters rise rise and the wa- winds beat against it's that house. It won't collapse because it is built on on bedrock. But anyone who Here's my teaching thing and doesn't obey. It is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When when the when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that that house it will collapse with a mighty crash. As when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. That was kind of amazing! Why? I'm so impressed. That was really good. good. <laughs> okay. Oh, some of them, they're like, I could do that too. Okay. Here we go. So, 
Um, this is the end of Jesus teaching um, the Sermon on the Mount. So the Beatitudes, you remember those? Those are part of the teaching. All these teachings, it's like two or three chapters, and it culminates in this, in this teaching, right? Um, a wise person learns how to build their house on a rock. And the rock is the teachings of Jesus. It's Jesus, really, right? Um, a foolish person builds their house on sand. Even though they've heard what Jesus has said, they go ahead and build their house on sand. So there's four main things in the story, right? Because it's not just people build their house, but things come along. How many of your life happens, whether you, whether you want it to or not? So there's four main parts of the story. Four main parts. Trenton, what are the four main parts of the story? And none of them are fart. <laughs> okay. Four main parts of the story. What are they? First one, there's a house. Right? There's a house. There's a rock. There's a house. There's a rock. Sand? Why? You got one? And the fourth one is harder. There's weather. There's a house. Yes, a storm. The weather. Okay, so what is the house? What is the house? Well, the house is you, really, right? The house is you. So when Jesus says you're going to build your house, right, the house is the metaphor, but he's talking about your life. You. Like if we cracked you open... What are your values? What are your intentions? What do you do? What do you dwell on? What do you, right? This is what you're building, your life, right? The house is you. And what is the sand? What is sand? It's squishy. It's so squishy. Yes, you can't build on it very good. Yes! Yes. Exactly. So, so these guys are already like into I was like, I have some insight. They just gave it to you. Because um, what is sand? Sand used to be part of the rock and it has broken off of the rock. It's a small particle that's broken off the larger rock, and now it's not useful for anything solid, right? It can't support your weight. It can't support its part. It used to be on the rock, and now it has broken off the rock, and now it's sand, right? And the rock, of course, in the story is Jesus. It's his teachings, but it's him, right? Building your life on him and on his teachings, this is what is solid, right? This is what you can actually build your life on, right? Um, and then the fourth thing is the weather, the climate, the storm, right? The storm. What is the storm? What does the wind represent? The enemy, right? The enemy. These guys are good. These guys are good. So obviously the enemy can come against you, right? But what else is in the storm? Life circumstances. They're going to come whether you want them to or not. What else is in the storm? People. What else is in the storm? More people. <laughs> right? <laughs> what are the things that, that tend to, right, buff against your life, right? These circumstances are going to come to everyone. It doesn't matter if you built your house on the rock or on the sand. These circumstances are going to come, no matter where, it, where you built your house, 
right? But whether your house, your life can withstand the circumstances has a lot to do with where you built it, right? Okay. All right, we're going to do a little more work. We're going to do a little more work. Okay. Um, I, need to, I need to do some stuff to help them along because you guys already got it. I mean, you guys are like, you're on it. What do you have, Wyatt? You have one more thing you want to say? Yeah. What? I'm going to help us all get on the same page. Okay, but we have to do something first. I brought something with me, two things. I brought magic sand. It's totally for real. And I brought some Legos. I did. Um, okay, so... Um, there is some magic sand over here, and there's some Legos over there. Now, I need two volunteers. Mm. <laughs> Greg's like, can I have enough? Mm. Okay. Um, here's what we're going to do. Levi, you're doing so good. I mean, he's just so quietly just raising his hand, sitting, yes. Okay. Levi, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want to build your house out of magic sand or out of Legos? Magic sand, okay. So you can take this magic sand and just bring it right over there so you can sit there, and here's your job. You, just so you've got room to sit with it and you can play with it. Um, here's your job. I need you to build the tallest house you can out of the magic sand. It's going to be, it's going to be very hard. <laughs> So, hey, Ben, can you help him position it so we can sit with it up there on the stage? So you're going to be, yep, and, and your grandpa's going to help you, and you're going to build the tallest house you can. That is your dad. He's a dad and a grandpa. Isn't that funny? From someone who's the same age. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, do you want more volunteer? Okay, yes. Okay, now this whole box of Legos is for you to build the tallest house you can. Now you only have until I'm done teaching, so you gotta build quick, but you can use any of those Legos to build the tallest house you can. Okay, go do it. Okay, all right. So building your house on sand, building it on, on the rock. Okay, guess what? The house you build, your life isn't just for you. How have you known that? The house we build isn't just for us. The life you build, yes, it's going to affect many people. You are building legacy. And even if you're frustrated in a day, even if you feel, what, every single day you're building something. And you're building it on sand or rock. How many of you have felt that? How many of you have had days where you're like, um, you Netflix the day away and you're like, that was sand. <laughs> Everything I built today. <laughs> but we have choices every day, don't we? What are we going to build and where are we going to build it and what's going to remain? But our life just doesn't belong to us. Our house that we build affects everyone around us. Our house, our life is our legacy. And our house isn't just even for the generations you're going to know. If Jesus tarries, your life is going to affect generations you're never going to get to meet. 
There are decisions you're making and things you're overcoming in Christ that are going to set generations free that come after you. Some of them you're not even going to get to meet. That's how far your legacy will go, right? Some of you have had to break stuff off your life that started with people you never got to meet, and it wasn't good stuff. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There are some things that started five generations ago, and for five generations it's been bringing destruction, and it's stopping with you right? The life that you build, the house you build, affects more than just you. It affects everyone around you and generations to come. And we are building every single day. Whether we do it intentionally or not, we're building every single day. Jesus says, whoever hears these words and does them, this is a wise person. So how do we build a house on solid rock? We've got to base it on Jesus. Yes. We've got to base it on Jesus and what he has taught. What Jesus taught is who he is, right? Because unlike us, we have thoughts. They're kind of fleeting. They change. They kind of evolve. But I mean, God doesn't. God knows all things, right? Jesus didn't have like, I've come to think differently about that topic. Like, right? His word is forever. It's set in a way that other beings aren't, right? When Jesus is teaching, he's teaching out of the essence of who he is, who God is. And we build our lives on that. Now, parents and people who have influence over kids' lives, this is crucial that kids don't just have pieces of sand, things that have broken off the rock. They just have religious experiences. They need to know Jesus. They need to be immersed in him and who he is and not just know, like, obedience. Like, obedience is crucial, but you can fulfill a list of rules and not know Jesus. Kids need to know Jesus. And it seems like every other week there's a new book or a new blog post or new video. Like, dear church, why I'm leaving you. All right, have you seen these? Dear And here's the thing. Um, there are, there's a book, actually it was called Dear Church, and another person who wrote it. I saw a video this past week. Someone who was like, I was raised in the church, I did everything right, and that, it was all ridiculous, my life blew up. And it's like, wait a minute. Every person I know who's had, who has this kind of feeling now as an adult, number one, weren't raised in church. They were raised religious. Like, for people that I knew, like, I saw a video this past week, and I was like, man, all through their high school years and college years, I saw them five, six times a year. You know, they weren't immersed in the body of Christ. They weren't immersed in the teaching. They're religious. Like, you don't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, but now in your mind, you got just enough religion to feel like, I know, I know what it's all about, but you actually weren't raised that way. But there's a delusion. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, you can tell yourself that's true, but that's not actually true. And you actually didn't do almost anything in your life Jesus way. Your way. But the thing is, I think when we inoculate our kids, we give them just enough of Jesus that they can kind of use the words and they, they like, everyone likes goosebumps with good music. Everybody wants to see someone get healed, right? That's fun stuff. Whether you're a believer or not, Simon the Sorcerer was like, let me learn how to heal somebody, right? He wasn't committed to Jesus. I'm just saying there's things about God that are so good that people could be like, oh yeah, I like that, but they've never made Jesus Lord. Do you know what I'm saying? And they're inoculated just enough to Jesus to be like, oh, I've done that. So now I'll go do my own way. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? And they broadcast to the world who haven't known Jesus, oh, I did all that. Oh, I was raised in church. Oh, I know all that. And people who've never had a chance to meet Jesus hear their words and think, okay, well, that's not for me. 
when it's not even true. Right? You can have bits of things that have broken off the rock and never have the rock. You need to build your life on the rock, which means I don't pick and choose Jesus' teaching. All of it, right? If I am never challenged, if I never read the Bible and feel upset, something's wrong. Like there are things in the Bible that should challenge me. There are things in the Bible that should make me say, but Lord, not my will, your will be done. Because if I had it my way, we wouldn't do it this way. If I had it my way, that person would burn in hell and never get forgiveness, right? If we had it our way, but his word challenges us to die to ourselves, to die to our flesh, and then have real life in him because we're not run by our flesh. Our life is built on a rock and it's solid. You want to build your life on your flesh? Man, that is shifting sand. Come on. You are your own worst weather <laughs> in that story when your life is built on the flesh. Are you, you, are you with me? Listen, so you either get all of them or don't. Jesus says, you know what? I would rather you were, you were like hot, totally on fire, or cold, totally far from me. Lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. Why is that? Because when you're lukewarm, you feel like, oh, I got it. Oh, I, whatever. Right? When you've never heard the gospel and you hear it, now you can be, right? Now you realize the gold you just discovered. When you're lukewarm, you're still the God of your own life. I'll pick and choose what I want of Jesus, and that's a bad place to be. Because he'll be Lord or he'll be nothing. You're good? So listen, and I'm not saying that as a judgment. I'm saying that as a, this is life-giving, right? You've got to get all the way on the rock. Don't deceive yourself. Because if you deceive yourself, round two is going to be much worse than round one. Some of you are like, you have seen exactly what I'm talking about. How many of you, let's just speak for ourselves. How many of you have not done something God's way, but you're telling, but you did it was religious enough. It was close enough. And it didn't work out. It didn't work out. And then when everything blew up, you doubled down on stupid. <laughs> How many of you would just admit? You would just admit, yeah. I tried, elder brother attitude, I tried it your way, right? And so now I'll do it my way. Well, we never really did it his way. We doubled down on stupid. And the next thing that comes is even worse than the first thing. Until we humble ourselves and say, Jesus, only your way. Only your way. I will only put my foot on the rock. I'm not going to have one foot on the rock and one foot on sand. I am all the way on the rock. Your way, not my way. Yeah. I might be planning to say it, but maybe not. So let's do it. This is my very next point. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You tell them. You tell them. What you just told me. Just because the the sand is is so quicker doesn't mean that that 
that um, it will always stay up. I mean bonus points. That's literally my next point. Literally my next point. Here we go. Our kids are smart. Betty, I don't know what you're doing upstairs with them, but you're doing a good job. Sand castles are built in a day. Sand castles are built in a day, and they are gone tomorrow. Quality things are going to take time. So listen, it can get frustrating because people are like, I'm telling you, we've, we've been walking this year with some friends who are just, I mean, doubling down on stupid, and you just want to shake them and be like, what is wrong with you, right? So we have a friend, she abandoned her family. She was like, I finally feel free. I never felt free. Now I feel freer than I did my whole life. Like literally made every bad decision and was like, look how free I feel. Well, great, yeah. You cast off all restraint and you decided that all your responsibilities were gone. So I'm sure for two minutes you did feel free. That sandcastle was really pretty for a day. But now she's a year on, and guess what? There's no going back. Like, people have moved on. Her husband has moved on. Like, there's no going back to what she had, and she's, her life is devastated. Sin is pleasurable for a season. But then when that season is over, it will kill you. It will bring death. Listen, sandcastles are easy to build, right? They build fast, and they're pretty for a minute, Right? But they don't last. When you read Psalm chapter 1, it talks about the, the righteous man and the foolish man, right? And the foolish man in the beginning has all these friends. He walks in the council of the wicked and mockers, and they're bellying up to the bar, and right, his life seems full, and ha, 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 as they mock people and all this kind of stuff. But in the end, what happens? In the end, the righteous guy, who at first was kind of alone, um, at the end, he's the one who can stand in the counsel of the godly. He's surrounded by godly people who are sure and strong and like can support him. And he's like a tree planted by rivers that brings forth fruit in his seasons. Life is fruitful. And this is the wicked dude who had all the friends in the beginning. Guess what? Those friends are gone because they were as right. They were as light as he is. And what is his life now? What does it produce? Chaff that the wind blows away. Sand castles are built fast, but quality things are going to take time. So God can be building stuff in you, and it can seem like, think about the words of David, King David sometimes. He'll say like, how can the wicked keep prospering, Lord? How are the wicked prospering and the righteous are not, right? Sometimes it can feel like, wow, God, it feels like that, that person, their life, this seems to be good, but it's not your way. How is that possible? Give it a minute. Give it a minute. Give it a minute. Because in the end, there are things the Lord's building in you. The days you're not even aware that you're building, but you're submitted to him. And you realize over a period of time, like God has built something beautiful and so strong and so true. How many of you have found that? Where at first you were like, God, what are you doing in me? And it took you looking back to be like, wow, look what the Lord has done. So good. And his work is eternal. His work can't get busted up by the weather. Okay. Okay, the experiment. Here we go. How's it looking? Ooh, and a spoon. Hey, these look pretty good. Um, we have one additional thing to do with our experiment to see how solid they are. My husband has it. You can tell. I need a science guy. Um, my husband has a second part to this experiment. So the goal was to build a house as tall as you can but now we're gonna add the weather. 
Now, yes. Well, we're going to see what happens when the weather comes. Yep, if it's God, it's going to be good. You guys have great insight. Okay, we're going to add the weather in now. So you guys who are building, you come on up so you can see. That's really cool. Ooh, Mr. Mitch knocked it loose. I think it's going to do pretty good. Okay, so so Mr. Mitch, can you help us? Can we add some weather? Let's start with the sand. Although you packed it in pretty good. You might packed it in pretty good. Ready? The wind. Are you guys be the wind? You guys be the wind, and he'll be the waves. Here we go, thunder. Here we go. That's a tornado siren. I think. Oh, let's finish it. Let's finish it. Oh, yeah. This is a really good mess. Okay. So the roof collapsed. We got some pieces. It's a bit waterlogged. All right. Let's try this one. Now I think someone might need to hold it on because it's not balanced. Max, oh, oh, well, not that part, but I mean the, the um, bottom part, yeah, the base, yeah, there we go. All right, let's do it. You don't mind getting wet? You did, that's so good. Oh, no! Disregard the experiment! Disregard the experiment! Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Let's 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 take these off stage right. <laughs> the foundation is solid. Well, for both of them actually. So let's just <laughs> Okay, so now I'm going to have you guys find your parents again. This was made out of toys, so, you know, it won't act like real life. True, true. Oh, they're so kind. They're like, here's all the reasons why. I knew that cap was going to fall out. Okay, so you're going to find your parents now. Where's your mom and dad? Where's your mom and dad? Your mom and dad. Oh, there's your dad right there. He's like, I'm an orphan. My mom and dad aren't here. I'm sorry. I see your father. I see your father. <laughs> Worship team, come on up. So the question we're left with, right, as you read through these, these verses, and if you read through the, the text just before these verses, it's talking about false prophets who will, like, lead you into all kinds of things that sound religious, but it's not where God is. And it talks about the narrow way. Like, there's a narrow way that leads to life. There's a highway that leads to hell, but a narrow way that leads to life. And uh, it says few find it. But the thing is, if you want him, he does not withhold himself. 
If you're like, Jesus, I want to build my life on you. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter if anybody in your family has ever known him. It doesn't matter what things have been delivered down to you up to this point. If you want to build your life on the rock, I'm telling you, he will make all things new. And you might be sitting here thinking like, man, I just, you might be sitting here with regrets, thinking about things you wish you'd done differently. I wish I had done this differently. I can see now where I didn't build that on the rock. Listen, it doesn't matter how much life you have left to, to lead. He can make all things new. Even the screw-ups we've made since we've known him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can make all things new, and he can go in, and he can solidify things. Maybe we did the best we could at the time, or maybe, you know what, we just were in rebellion. But how many of you know that God can come in, and if we invite him in and say, you come and be Lord of this, even Lord of the mess I made, how many of you know he can come, and he'll make all things new? So the question is, is your house built on sand or rock? What are you building? What's it built on? There's a way that seems right to a man, but it leads to death. Only what's built on Christ will remain. So what are you building and what's it built on? Here's a few ways you can test it. How often do insecurities come up? You know, our areas of insecurities often signal where we're building on the wrong thing, right? We know who we are in Christ. When we receive the love of God, when we're living under his lordship, how many of you know you feel secure? Circumstances come, but you know who you are. People might come and say this or that, but you know who you are in Christ. Where we have insecurities, that's a really good signal. I've got a foot positioned on a wrong thing, right? This person's approval is what makes me feel okay about. You can't build on that right? Um, as long as I make this amount of money, then I feel good about life. You can't, you can't put your security on that, right? How many of you are with me? We can build our lives on a lot of things. We find insecurities often. Those are signals. This is not built on the rock. Reposition your foot, reposition your foot to solid ground. Another signal when the elements hit your life, when the weather changes, when people come in opposition, when circumstances go bad, how do you weather that storm, right? You got peace in the storm, but you got a lot sitting on the rock, right? If you can't have peace in the storm, now you can go back and say, God, where are my securities lying? What am I counting on? What am I building on? I think all through our lives, he's showing us how to become more secure in him, how to draw closer to him, how to come tighter into him. And so today I would just ask you, like, what are you building on? Are there areas where you're like, man, dad, there is instability here. I need to position this on the rock. I need to know who my provider is. I need to know who my savior is. I need to know who gives me my identity. And what gives you my identity? That can only happen through him as a son and daughter of God. Maybe you're in the room and you're like, I believe the Jesus stuff, but I don't think I've ever given my life to him. Well, today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Start building. Not on a religious foundation, because if you don't know him, that's all you've got are pieces of the rock, right? But when you know him, 
when you've invited him into your life and you've given your life over to him, now you've got the rock. Yeah? And he'll build what remains. If you would stand. Prayer team, if you come on up, there'll be folks who can pray here on this side and this side. Folks who can pray with you and back on that side and that side as well. But let's take some time to respond to God. And let me also say this. You can pray with anyone near you. Every believer has the kingdom without measure. But we rarely have the opportunity to have the kids in the room. So let's take a chance to minister to our kids too. Maybe there's some sitting near you. Maybe God gives you a word for them or you want to step over and pray with them. But let's not forget they're here with us in a special way. Some of us, some of them are going to come be part of the prayer team too. Let's take some time to respond to God. Amen. Design the tattered thread by thread. You take the broken and destroy, and you rebuild, and you make whole. Come on, sing it out. Sing joy, begin to rise in hope, begin to light the dark. For our God exchanges all for you. God has conquered night and death, has lost life and now, oh, we are exchanging all for new. You turn our flame, you turn our flame into a Walk in the impossible. We take your love into the world. Let our light shine. We let it burn. Oh, joy begin to rise and hope begin to light the dark. For our God exchanges old for new dawn. Has conquered night and death. Has lost to life and now. Oh, we are exchanging old for new joy. Begin to rise and hope. Begin to light the dark. For our God exchanges old for new dawn. Has conquered night and death. Has lost to life and now. Oh, we are exchanging old for new. There's nothing that your love won't do. There's not a mountain they can move. There's power in the blood. Power of the cross, Lord. There's nothing that your love won't do. There's not a mountain faith can move. There's power in the blood. Power of the cross, Lord. There's nothing that your love won't do. There's not a mountain faith can move. There's power in the blood. Power of the cross, Lord. There's nothing. Your love won't do. There's not a bounce of faith in the moon. There's power in the blood. 
to light the dark for our God exchanged his oath for new dawn he's conquered night and death oh he's lost to life and now we are exchanging oath for
who paid my debt and who raised this life up from the dead oh praise the one who paid my debt and raised this life up from the dead oh praise the one who table remembering the debt he paid and not just the debt he paid but the freedom he brought Amen. he hasn't just paid for our sins and we're waiting for heaven he paid for our sins but he also suffered and died to make all things new and so now as we come to this table he said hey do this remembrance of me take this bread take this take this drink which is a symbol of my broken body my spilled blood and remember, remember what happens on the cross. Every single broken thing from the fall, Jesus pays for it to be made new. Right relationship with God, made new. Sick bodies healed. Dead bodies raised. Those oppressed delivered. There's a good reason to build our house on the rock. Because the sand is just going to produce a mirage, <laughs> right? A life that serves us, a life that, you know, we're always waiting for the right circumstances to be happy. Man, you build your life on the rock and you get to move in the power that raised Christ from the dead. 
heal the sick and raise the dead and deliver the oppressed and live out of the love of God every day. Like that's amazing. And this table reminds us that it is on offer to anyone, whosoever will may come. Anybody who wants to say, Lord, I exchange my life for your life can come and receive fully of what he's on the cross. So the ushers are going to take these emblems to each row. You do not have to receive communion, but if you'd like to, you don't have to be a member of this church. If you'd like to receive, you may receive. If you'll hold on to them, then we'll receive together.
take together of this communion. As we were singing that last song, I just felt so strongly, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or come forward or anything like that, but I just felt so strongly. Um, there's one or two, maybe three people in the room where you actually feel hopeless, like this word kind of hits you in a hopeless place. you feel like maybe you've made too many bad decisions, like you knew better and made bad decisions, and um, I don't know, things maybe feel irredeemable about what you've done. Like you feel like you can still do some good, but you're going to live a half-life, maybe, having what you should, and I just want to say right now, that is a lie from the enemy. That is a lie from the enemy. That right now, today, you can say, Father, I made mistakes. <laughs> but I'm inviting you now to order all the rest of my steps. And I guarantee you, what he does next and what he does in your future is going to be beautiful. There is nothing irredeemable in this room. <laughs> there is no path irredeemable in this room. Put your foot on the rock today and watch what he does. <laughs> He's the one that breathes breath in your lungs. He raises dead bodies. <laughs> he delivers demon-possessed people and makes them missionaries. <laughs> he can do anything, anything with your life. come to the communion table Paul gives us this encouragement in scripture to make sure our heart is clean before the Lord that we have no unforgiveness that, we, that we've asked him to come to our heart clean our hearts it's this chance we have to make sure that we're not carrying stuff we were never meant to carry so I just want to encourage you before we take the emblems Man, if you're carrying a load, maybe a load of unforgiveness, cast your cares on him. He cares for you. Let him fill you now with life where there's been bitterness or resentment. If there's an issue of sin that has seemed insurmountable right now, right now call to him and say, Jesus, come. 
there's nothing more powerful than the blood of Christ in the universe. <laughs> nothing. And so right now we celebrate it. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. And we take this now remembering all you've done and reaching for all of it. Amen. take the emblem of your blood that was shed for us and we say Jesus come and fill us with faith fill us with belief fill us with the hope that you will do everything you said you would do that we wouldn't live half lives from what you've intended but God we would believe you for all of it we would lay hold of thy faith those things you have done on the cross and we would see them while there is breath in our lungs, Lord. In the land of the living, we would see you making all things new, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just thank him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just thank him. Just thank him. Thank you, Father. Reach out even now. Maybe there's some things undone. Reach out even now. He's here with us now. Amen.
with me. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you. Encourage each other. Find a kid. Seek a prophetic word in their life. Encourage somebody you don't know. God bless you.